What's up and welcome back to the Lockdown Bucks podcast. I am James Yarko flying solo as my normal co-host David Harrison is still battling quite the bug. This poor guy, he's been knocked out for about a week with this uh, with this cold, but he will be back tomorrow filling in for me on the Crossover Wednesday episode. Make sure you're checking out everything that David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. Again, my apologies for us not getting uh, the recap reaction episode up on Monday. As I said, David's been knocked out with some kind of cold that is just absolutely destroying him. And then we had uh, a birthday party for two of my sons. They were they were born two years apart on the same day. So right after the Bucks game, all the family came over, had the big birthday party. And then by the time we were done with that, I was completely wiped out, still had stuff to write for Bucks Nation. But here we are. We are going to recap the game a little bit. I'll, I'll get into a little bit of it. We have some voicemails that we're going to attack. Um, it was ugly. It was disappointing. It was frustrating. It was disheartening. You know, this was a Buccaneers team that came out and just absolutely dominated the first half. They were leading the Saints 14-3. to They were opportunistic again on defense, getting two turnovers. Um, the offense just, it, it, it sputtered. It was having difficulties. Jameis Winston did not have a great game. He was, he was off on a lot of his throws. He was throwing high quite a bit. You can point to the offensive line for some of that. I mean, the pressure was in Jameis's face all day long. Um, you know, Ryan Jensen and Donovan Smith are just penalty magnets. The right side of the line with, with Beninock and Dotson is just, it's bad. And I love DeMar Dotson. I do. He's been a very solid, very good player for the Bucks for a very long time. But age has caught up with him. And it's showing. And when you have somebody who's slower... You know, on the right side of the line next to somebody who is just flat out not good, like Caleb Beninock, it, it shows. And the pressure gets to Jameis, and, and it causes him to, to make some errant throws. When he moves and uses his legs, gets outside of the pocket, scrambles. Yeah, you know, I, I saw on, uh, on an ESPN Twitter account on Monday that Jameis Winston has the highest passer rating in the NFL outside of the pocket. But he has the lowest quarterback rating inside the pocket. It just, it's very frustrating. And, and that's what this game boiled down to was just frustrations. The Saints did what the Saints are going to do. They made the second half adjustments. They found a way to win. That's what well-coached, well-led, winning football teams do. They find a way to win. And instead, this Buccaneers team didn't make any adjustments. They couldn't get anything going in the second half. And that's what they do. This team is void of leadership and coaching and the ability to make those games a positive for the Bucks the way the Saints did. You know, good football teams find a way to win ugly games. The Buccaneers are not a good football team. <clears throat> They're a talented football team. But they're not a good football team. There is a difference. So, very frustrating game. And and David and, and my guy, Chris Godwin, man, he had a bad day. A bad day. I haven't seen Chris Godwin drop that many passes ever. Like, in every game I've ever seen Chris Godwin in, 
put together. I haven't seen him drop that many passes. It was just, it was not his day. And for those trying to put this game on Cairo Santos, I had some fool on Twitter sitting there telling me that those were chip shot field goals. Let's make something very clear real quick before we get to the voicemails. 48 and 40 yard field goals on a field that had been drenched with rain all morning long. Those are not chip shots. Even in good conditions, 48 and 40 yard field goals are not chip shots. A chip shot is what an extra point used to be. A chip shot is anything under 30 yards. That's a chip shot. A 48-yarder and a 40-yarder? Those are not chip shots. The 48-yarder, unfortunately, clanged off the upright. The 40-yarder, the wind caught that one. I thought that was very clear. Yeah, it was it was online and that wind was gusting and all of a sudden that ball carried wide right. It happens. It's unfortunate. You know, you you take a look at not even both field goals. Just take a look at the second one that Santos missed off of a, a strip by Carl Nassib, you know, forcing a second turnover for the Bucks and 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 starting the second half out just hot and and getting the ball away from Drew Brees. That was huge. That was huge. If Santos makes that field goal, we're talking about a very different rest of the second half, I think. You know, then you had the block punt, and once that block punt happened, the momentum shift was very, very palpable. It you just you knew that this is this was gonna go down the way it did. You know, chances are if, if your team blocks a punt or blocks a, a field goal, that that team will go on to win the game. Those are huge game-changing plays. Fortunately for the Saints, they made one. Unfortunately for the Bucks, they didn't. You know, they they won the turnover battle again. I'm again I'm not gonna put that uh that interception at the end of the game on Jameis. It's just like the one in New York. It's a it's a low percentage play in a desperate situation. I mean, no, they weren't gonna score 14 points on that one play, but you're trying to score some more points. You know, it it happens. It wasn't a bad decision by Jameis. It's not one of those turnovers where it was a dumb decision or he forced the ball or he he didn't make the right read or whatever the case may be. He chucked it up and hoped for the best. So, again, since Jameis came back against the Giants, he's played really well. Against the Saints, it just wasn't a good game for him. You know, ball was sailing on him. Receivers were dropping passes. Offensive line wasn't doing diddly. You know, it was it was one of those days, but it's been one of those seasons, again, for the Buccaneers. You know, this team, I, I said it in my pick six, this team is likely going to finish 5-11. and 11. I don't see another win coming up. I don't think they have a chance at Baltimore. I don't think they have much of a chance at Dallas, the way Dallas is playing. Holy moly. And then against the Falcons, anything can happen. Anything. But... You know, as I said in my pick six, wouldn't it be kind of fitting for Mike Smith to be fired after the first Falcons loss and then Dirk Cutter to be fired after the second? I mean, to me, that's just that's just fitting. So before we move over to some of these voicemails, we, of course, have to give a shout out to our good friends over 
at my bookie because of course watching football on Sundays or Saturdays as the case may be is a lot of fun but it's far more entertaining when you have some action on the games you've heard us talking about this for weeks and some of you are still sitting over on the sidelines whether you're an expert or a rookie you should be betting with my bookie if you're the kind of person that likes to bet a little and win a lot like playing numbers on roulette you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win, and if you hit all three, you could turn $100 into $600 like Thanos snap at his fingers, making everybody disintegrate. There's so much to bet on. College basketball, football, NBA, NHL. I got the lightning on right now. Stammer just tied it up. It's a glorious thing. There's there's custom prop bets. There's eSport betting. You, you can bet on anything. Reality shows, anything. You name it, you can find it. With our friends at MyBookie. MyBookie is the one bet that I know you're going to be happy with all year long. We recommend these guys because we trust them. MyBookie has been in business for years. They have great reviews online and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week and MyBookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Also, make sure to follow at BetMyBookie on Twitter. They personally respond to every mention and DM. Not to mention, they've given away more than $10,000 in free money to their followers this football season. You'll be the first to know as soon as new odds and props are posted. And guys, I personally do follow BetMyBookie. That account is fantastic because not only do they give you you know, the, the, the bets and, and the odds and all that, they're funny. They put out some funny tweets. They're an entertaining follow. So I do highly recommend that you go follow them. Again, that's at BetMyBookie. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on in sports this year. Log on to MyBookie right now and use promo code Locked On and get a 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code Locked On. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You play, you win, you get paid. All right. Let's go ahead and jump into a couple of these voicemails. I'm not sure who they are from. We are going to find out together. Let's have some fun, shall we? What's up, boys? It's Tyler from Boston. Really thought that the Bucks had a chance to beat the Saints today. I thought the defense did some good things at the first half of the game, but ultimately I think this game was just a tale of uh, second half adjustments, and that's what differentiates Good teams like the Bucks and, and great teams like the Saints, their ability to make a second-half adjustment. Um, you know, we were rolling in that game, and then they just seemed to come on strong, and we had no answer for them. So I think that uh, maybe that's something that uh, we can look forward to for the rest of the season is just how we develop as a, as a team that can make those adjustments. What do you guys think? Thanks. All right. Thank you for the call, Tyler. Much appreciated, as always. Um, yeah, it's, that's kind of what I touched on, on my little, uh, opening monologue slash rant. Um, that's, that's basically what we're doing the rest of the season We're we're kind of looking at who's going to stay, who's going to go. Somebody like Deshaun Jackson, second week in a row that he hasn't been in. Wouldn't surprise me at all. If he misses the, <clears throat> the final three games, he's out of there. DeMar Dotson, I think if the Bucks don't move on from him, he may walk away from the game of football. He's been playing for a long time. And as I said, he he's very visibly lost a step. 
So it wouldn't surprise me at all if DeMar Dotson moves on and the Bucks have to go find a new right tackle. Donovan Smith, he was looking for big left tackle money. He was looking for top 10 left tackle money. There is no chance that the Buccaneers gave him that kind of money. Now, somebody might on the open market, and the Bucks might bring him back if the price is fair. But the Bucks might be looking for a, a right tackle and a left tackle. Marpet is fine. Jensen, he's been extremely frustrating and extremely disappointing this season. But I think given the contract that he got, he's going to get at least another year before the Bucks move on from him. Caleb Beninok is a hot mess. So you could be looking at an offseason where the Buccaneers have to replace 60% of their offensive line. That's a big number. That is a big number. You're talking about a, a lot of money in free agency and or high draft picks. You're looking at a team that could take a left tackle with their very first pick in the draft. You don't, as we've seen with Donovan Smith, there's a reason that he was not a first round pick. If you're going to get, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're going to get a franchise left tackle, you're going to get your Joe Thomas. It has to be in the first round. And no, it's not a sexy pick. No, it's not going to sell jerseys. <clears throat> but what it will do is it will help your quarterback, whether that's Jameis or somebody else. It'll help them stay upright. It'll help the run game. It will help this team long term to invest that high pick in an offensive lineman. You look at guys like Brent Grimes and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking right now, but you just you look at a guy like Brent Grimes. He's gone. You know, you look at a guy like Adam Humphreys. Are the Bucks going to be able to re-sign him before he hits the open market? If they're moving on from Deshaun, Humphreys needs to come back. I mean, Godwin's the number two, but you still need Adam Humphreys there. So now you're looking at a wide receiving core, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. If they lose Humphreys, now you're looking at Justin Watson, Bobo Wilson. You know, the, they need Humphreys. They need that slot guy. You know, could they move on from Cameron Brait? Maybe. I don't think so, but they could. It would save a lot of money. You look at guys like Gerald McCoy. Levante David, decisions have to be made about them. I don't think Levante goes anywhere, but I won't be shocked. I'll be a little disappointed, but I won't be shocked if Gerald McCoy is not with this team next year. So you start looking at these things in the last three weeks of the season and you and you realize the decisions that Dirk or that not the Dirk, but that Jason Light or potentially a new GM along with a new head coach is going to have to make. You know, that's where we are. It's the same place that we are this time, you know, every year, it seems like. But it is what it is. Like I said, this is a talented football team. It's just not a good one. They need someone to come in and make it a good one. So let's move on to the next caller. Again, no idea who it is. Uh, David forwarded me these these voicemails. And, you know, I'm just as surprised as you are. So let's find out who our next caller is and what they have to say. So where to begin with this game? This is Rico from South Carolina. It just looked like the Saints wanted it more. That's really what happened. 
after uh, that Jensen penalty, and you saw Jameis and Jensen arguing, it really, uh, it really seemed to go downhill from there. I don't know what happened with Mike Evans. Maybe he was injured, not playing. I'm not sure what was going on there. Our defense slowly started to break down. I mean, they started running the ball right up the middle. I thought that was something they couldn't do, given the, the beef that we have up front there. I don't know. I think Jameis played a good game. Um, he needed a little more help from his receivers. We got a few penalties, but all in all, it just felt like the Saints wanted it more. And we uh, we didn't show up at the bright lights, man. Um, it's just one of those games where we just we weren't there. The Saints wanted more. Anyway, that's all I got for you guys. I guess the season's officially over now. We can play the backups. Dirk, still going to get fired. All right. Go Bucks. All right, Greco. Appreciate the phone call. Um I don't think we need to put in the backups. I think there's still plenty of evaluation that needs to happen. But, yeah, the Saints did look like they wanted it more. They had something to play for. They were playing for the division. They're still playing for that first-round bye. And now they're right back in the driver's seat of the number one seed and home field through the playoffs, thanks to a Chicago Bears victory over the Rams. So, I mean, the Saints had everything. They had everything to lose, but they also had everything to gain. The Bucks, you know, it's it's another season where they're not going to be above 500. It's going to be the ninth time since their last postseason appearance where they will not be above 500. Best they can do at this point is 500. I don't see that happening. But, yeah, as you mentioned, after after Winston and Jensen got into it, um, you know, things went downhill. And, and I pointed that out in, in my pick six on BucksNation.com that it seemed like after they got into it, the offensive line play got even worse. It's inexcusable. He and Donovan Smith combined for 30 yards of penalties on one drive. That'll kill any momentum you have. You can't have that. Especially when half of those penalty yards is another stupid, unnecessary roughness penalty on Jensen. I get it. He's a fiery guy. He's a hothead. He's passionate. Whatever, however you want to phrase it. I get it. And that's all well and good when you're standing up for your quarterback. When somebody takes a cheap shot at him. You know, those are, you don't like to get the penalty, but you get it. But most of Jensen's unnecessary roughness penalties are just flat out stupid. He's got to stop. All he's doing is hurting the team. And I don't know what the exchange was between he and Winston. You know, I don't know if that was what Winston was saying. George Warhop got involved, which... Yeah, there's a voice you want in your ear because he's doing a bang-up job. And even even Jameis came out after the game and said, you know, look, we we had an argument. You know, brothers fight. They don't, you know, I don't think they dislike each other. I don't think they wanted to, to beat the snot out of one another in the locker room after the game. Because they do. Brothers fight. 
you know, it's that it's that whole thing of when you stop fighting with one another because you're both so passionate, that's when you that's when you stop caring. Like that whole thing. You know, I, I have I have four sons. They fight all the time. You know, I have I have a couple of them that are constantly at each other's throats. And just the other day, one of the other neighbors that they were playing with started picking on one, and the other one jumped in and, and picked a fight with him. I don't condone fighting, but he was standing up for his brother. That's what you do. You know, that's that's the brotherly thing. You you pick on each other all day long, but you're the first one to step up if someone else tries it. That's all that was. So hopefully, you know, there's a fire lit under him and we see this this offensive line play a little bit better down the stretch. But as I said, there's going to be wholesale changes along that offensive line. You're looking at replacing potentially 60% of your, of your O-line. So, all right, before we move on to our final voicemail, a little bit more of this, uh, this house cleaning that we got to do. And that's talking about our friends over at Action Heat. And look, those of you that know me know that I have to get up at about 3 o'clock in the morning to go to work. I got up for work this morning. It was 16 degrees outside, freezing, so cold. Thank God for the invention of heated seats in a car because it takes a while for that heat to kick on. And oh, those heated seats are a lifesaver, much like our friends over at Action Heat. Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to my godsend of a heated car seat. They can reach temperatures of up to 135 degrees and are powered by rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion batteries that last up to 12 hours on each charge. Action Heat batteries can also be used to recharge your phone or any other gadget while you're wearing them. They're perfect for any friend or family member on your holiday shopping list. They're great for anyone who works outdoors, skiers, snowboarders, or anyone that loves the outdoors but hates being cold. Action Heat Clothing provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body, including heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like heated base layer shirts and long johns. You can stay warm and cozy from head to toe with Action Heat. Action Heat is available in men's and women's and has great new styles and models just released for the winter season. Make winter activities more enjoyable with a blast of warmth. Action Heat is the perfect solution to keep you toasty and warm even in the most frigid winter weather. And we have a special deal for our listeners to save 20% off your entire order just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Or use the coupon code locked on at checkout to save 20%. Stay, <clears throat> stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, final voicemail real quick, and we will get out of here because we are up against the time. How you doing, James? David, this is Ben Houston. Uh, just got finished watching the game. A little disappointed we didn't come away with the win, but I think overall the team played pretty good. James did good. Defense did their job. They made plays when they need to be. 
But the biggest thing in the room, man, we got to get our offensive line fixed. You know, Jameis getting uh, DeMar Dotson getting pushed into Jameis' legs, and that was a scare. And the way he was just under pressure on what they forced him to throw bad balls. And back to the kicking situation again. Is it is Chandler Cathy Cazaro again? Is that, that's what they ran out there today, you know, and it's just disappointing to watch that again. Watch the kicking roll still going on, but overall the defensive line played an exceptional game. Um, I, again, I don't know why they went back to playing the soft coverage on defense. You know, I was watching Brent Grimes 10, 12 yards off the ball on third and five and just letting Michael Thomas do whatever he wanted to do instead of getting up in his face and contesting balls. Um, but overall, that, um, you know, disappointed, but I some good things to take out of the game. I hope y'all guys feel the same way. Can't wait to hear from y'all. Have a great day and go books. All right. Appreciate the call. And, and I've already touched on the kicking situation. I'm, I'm not going to freak out and, and think that Santos is, is the second coming of Catanzaro. You know, the conditions, the distance, you know, I'll let this one slide. If it becomes more and more common, I'll get worried. I'm, I'm not going to worry about his performance yesterday. As for the soft coverage, that's Grimes, man. That's Grimes. If he's going to give 10 and 12-yard cushions to Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas is the best receiver in football. I would, if, if I was starting a franchise right now, and they said, look, you can have any wide receiver in football, to put on your team, I'm taking Michael Thomas over Antonio Brown. It's close, but I'll take Michael Thomas. He's incredible. But that's Grimes, man. He's not going to get up there and pop Michael Thomas at the line. He's going to give him nothing but breathing room. And Michael Thomas will eat him up, just like he did on Sunday. You know? That's why... I said Grimes is there to collect a paycheck. He doesn't care about playing. That tackle, I can't remember which Saints player had the ball. But Grimes went in for a tackle, and it was one of the most half-you-know-whatted tackles I've ever seen. He like started to slide down and twisted his body and just put his arm up like, oh, I'm trying to tackle, but I don't really want to make any physical contact with the person. It was pathetic. He's there to collect his paycheck. And his his wife will do her stupid Instagram stories and, and whatever and talk about how great he is. Really? Because he started slipping last year. He's even worse this year. He doesn't care. He's getting his money. It's all he's there for. You know, I feel the same way about Grimes that I do Deshaun Jackson. They're there to collect a paycheck. They don't care about winning. They don't care about the team. They care about their cash. Deshaun cares about, you know, attention and stats. I don't even think Grimes cares about that. Grimes has always been a quiet guy. He's always been an under-the-radar guy. He's never looked for the attention. So, you know, that's something that you won't have to worry about next year. I think if, if Carlton Davis had been out there covering Michael Thomas... Thomas had been popped at the line a few times. You have to do that with guys like him. You have to get in their face. You got to jam them right at the snap. And you got to try to to ruin the timing with the quarterback. You're going to give them cushions. 
Well, that's what happens. What do you have, 11 catches? So, yeah, again, it was it was demoralizing and it was it was frustrating. And hey, it's a buck's life, man. That's all you can say. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here because I am up against the clock. Um, again, David will be back tomorrow. He is doing the crossover Wednesday episode. I will actually be in Columbus. Uh, for those of you that follow me on Twitter, you know that, that my son has started, uh, he started playing hockey. He's been going through the ice skating lessons. He's now in, in learn to play hockey practice kind of thing. And as part of one of these clinics, he got some free hockey tickets. So I'm going to take him up to Columbus. We're going to see the Blue Jackets and the Canucks, so that'll be a fun time. So David is going to fill in for me on the Crossover Wednesday episode. Make sure you're checking out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you are sending in your voicemails, your thoughts, questions, ideas, complaints, praises, whatever you want to send in. Make sure you do so by calling 813-444-5841. If we play you on the air like we did uh, with the three gentlemen today, of course, you are entered in to win that autographed Quan Alexander jersey where I will be doing the drawing live on Twitter on New Year's Day. Make sure you are following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. Thank you all so much for joining us right here at LockedOnBucks.